0: Hello everybody and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh and today I'm talking about Heroin Worship by Sarah Kuhn. So let's obsess over the magic of books. First off, I just wanted to say this book, it was a good sequel. It maybe just wasn't the best sequel for me. I, I really thought the first book did a lot better than this book and I can't necessarily say exactly why that would be. I think part of it is just that I didn't... Really connect with uh, the main character here, which is Avita Jupiter or Annie Chang. It's not a spoiler, don't worry. That's, I mean, first instance kind of stuff, right? Uh, I just didn't really care too much about her character as much and her relationship. And I also, since the plot was so kind of tightly wrapped up in the first book, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen in this book. And so. That just gave me a little bit of reluctance, so I'm going to talk about it. I I don't think I'm going to have a crazy amount to say, uh, unfortunately, about this book, but if you really liked the first one, you know, give this one a try. You'll you'll most likely like it. It's very, it's similar but different, and that's good, right? You don't want all the books to be exactly the same. It just didn't work for me as well. I didn't find, well, I guess let's just kind of get into it really quick, because me talking in generalities is not helping anybody here, right? So... This book is obviously about Evita Jupiter and her relationship with Scott. Now, this is, but it's not just about her relationship with Scott. It's also mostly about Evie and her getting married to Nate and uh, all of the stuff going on with that and the, the supernatural occurrences that are starting to happen. And it was all good, but I felt like in the first one, it was a lot more focused on, Evie and Nate and them getting together. And the demon thing was kind of like a side thing. It was almost a side thing for me, really. Like, I kind of knew it would get resolved. I knew it wasn't going to be that big. And so this book, well, it had lots of good emotional and character growth for for Evita Jupiter and Annie Chang. And that was really nice. There are some parts that were really good in their relationship. It just didn't strike me. It just didn't grab me the same as the first book did. And that's, that's more on me. Now, I will say one thing about the characters. Bia is still dumb as a rock. I just. I can't. I can't. I, I can understand it 100%. There are people who are incredibly smart in multiple areas of their life and just have zero concept of how things work in other areas of their life or other things that they are not, you know, more intimately familiar with. But Bia is just. I just don't get her like I. mean, I do because she's a high schoolish student, and I. I like that we see that her relationship in the next book, if is if you read on, is going to be this certain kid and stuff, and that was nice. Like I just I, there's this one scene, and they're talking about, and it's near the end of the book where they're like, okay, all of the brides are coming after Evie, and they want to get her, so I'm going to propose that I, am propose to Scott, and I'm going to wear a white dress, and. Bea gets too into it. She's like, you are not. Like, I can't, you know. And then she's like, it's a bruise, Bea. Like, calm down. It's to make the puppy and Bridezilla think that we're fighting. Oh, I got caught up in the moment. It's like, they're literally in the planning stage. Like, they literally just said, like, two, less than a paragraph ago, like, I'm going to do this to play dumb. Right? Like, I'm going to do this for a trick. And then you forgot. And then you got mad about it. And then you remembered. And it's like, Bea, I know you have more than the memory of a goldfish here. Please please work with me here. So I still don't love Bea, Bea's character. I mean, she's much better in this book than in the last book, but uh, no. And Scott, he just seemed like a normal guy. It's just really funny that he made himself an anti-love spell, and he had that going on himself for quite a while. Like, yes, clearly my girl rejected me, so I'm going to make myself indifferent slash hateful to her, because that'll help me get over it. And clearly he wasn't thinking well, because like, First off, why would you do that to begin with? Just avoid her more. Like, I think mean, that sounds funny do you say it. Just avoid the person you like who doesn't, you know, who rejected you. But, like, you also kind of did an oopsie with Evie, and that was, you know, whatever. But, like, eh, eh, it is what it is, right? And it was, uh, the writing, it was good. I, I didn't see anything exceptionally, like, bad. There was no big misspellings. I thought the things were nice. There was one scene at the beginning where I was like, okay, clearly the author, like, totally forgot about her character. And then it's explained later that no, it wasn't just an author oopsie, it, it was intentional. So now the plot was kind of interesting. You know, there's this puppy that's going around, which is basically the things that imprint on objects and then come alive and try to eat people from the first book. And it was possessing things, but not doing the same thing it would normally do. And they weren't able to kind of depossess it and stop it. And the whole time, you know, the author leads you on a, a clever chase of, oh, it could be this person. Oh, it could be this person. No, who is this person? And then We finally realize it's this last person, it's Dave. And it's like, okay, that kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, he didn't really seem like he was that kind of a guy in the first book. And in this book, there was really nothing that I picked up on or could have picked up on, I don't feel like, that would have been like, aha, he's the one, you know, from the beginning that's doing that. Also, how or why he knows that... By having the creature bond with Evie will give it will give it a more sustainable power source and increase its power versus bonding with anybody else with a uh, a power and that just so that part it wasn't like a bad like it didn't feel like it was not logical but like because she is a very powerful user of magic or user of these abilities right but like why her specifically besides she has the firepower you know why not sister Bia or it could have been Evita Jupiter and that could have been more interesting and it was really fun the bride stuff and the going back and forth with the dress and yes I, I love the like the character growth that we see Annie or Avita go through where she's like okay I'm gonna do what you want. This is going to be your wedding. But then she kind of like overwrites it for like, well, I want you to think back at this and be happy about it. And not to be like, oh, I can't believe I had my bachelorette party in a bar, you know, just doing karaoke instead of having it be nice with tablecloths and stuff. And it's like, okay, clearly that's kind of what you want. and you know, at the end when she, uh, she meets her parents again, well, she's met him before, obviously, because they're still alive. But she's like, they're like, Oh, you said we were dead. So we just kind of n- minimized ourselves in your life because we didn't want to offend you. And then she apologizes and she finds their scrapbook that they've been following her everything. And even though she's not a doctor, they're not they're very proud of her, but they don't want to seem too proud of her because it could put her in a bad light where her parents are actually alive. And so that was a really touching scene. And just uh, the, there were parts of her relationship with Scott where things were like would clash and be good and then they'd fall apart. but it just I kind of wish maybe Evie and Nate's wedding had been in the background or somewhere or like had happened already and this was more focused 100% on Evita, Jupiter and Scott and their relationship with a side demon plot instead of a demon plot. while Evie's getting married while I'm dealing with my relationship with Scott it just, Maybe it felt too crammed in there a little bit or just too, it it wasn't even too much, but sometimes I feel like there'd be a lot of talking and then a lot of nothing, though. That's not quite how I I feel about it. But all in all, I think this was a good book. I definitely would recommend reading it if you liked the first one, especially if you really liked the first one. I think you'd really like this one. Like I said, you know, these parts just didn't hook up for me so much. And that's all I really have to say about it. Unfortunately, uh, it is what it is. So that's going to wrap up my discussion of Heroin Worship by Sarah Kuhn. I'm probably not going to continue on with the series, at least not here. I I might read them more just for fun, but like I said, I didn't really vibe with it this time, so I just, I don't think I'll continue on. Uh, If you have any questions or comments, please send them to LibromancyPod at gmail.com. Thanks, of course, for listening, and thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. That always helps a lot. And remember to obsess over the magic of books.